What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the debut episode of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. As you may have guessed, I'm Caleb. I'll be your host throughout this journey. With me today is my very special co-host, my lovely wife, Amber. Hey, guys. What's up? All right. Um, yep, it's the very first episode of the cinema. We're very excited. We've been anxious for several weeks to get this started, and the day is finally here. We're going to have fun and talk about some great kung fu movies. Uh, before we get started with our main topic, we'll uh, we'll break down a couple of things for you guys about what the show is, what we'll be doing. Basically, we'll be giving you guys an in-depth look at some of your favorite martial arts films, TV shows. You might even dabble a little bit in anime, video games, MMA, stuff like that. We know you guys love that stuff, so do we. And um, If you guys want to suggest anything, we'll get to that later, but we'll have a request email for you to send all your wants to. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely going to be uh, doing a mailbag segment starting with um, whenever we do episode two in a couple of weeks. This podcast will be bi-weekly, so um, episode one is today on October 17th. Episode two will be on Halloween, October 31st. Spooky. Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, before we get started, I want to give a, I want to send a shout out to my little sister, Lydia. She is 20 years old today. It's... It's crazy to think that she's now 20 because I remember when she was little. It's insane. Feel old. Yeah, I do feel old. Very old. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Lydia. Happy birthday, sis. Love you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we will be doing a mailbag segment starting with um, episode two. Uh, you guys can send your questions to um, to my email, which is calebryant 84 at gmail.com. That's K-A-L-E-B-B-R-Y-A-N-T-8-4 at gmail.com uh, you can send me questions about movies TV shows games martial arts in general watch watch suggestions there's really no limits so you guys can just send me anything any question you got go and send it my way um, please include your name and where you're from in the message if you wish to remain anonymous on the other hand that's fine too just say so <clears throat> and uh I think, I think that's it for, for announcements. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Yep, so we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump right into our main topic of today. It is um, it's a look at one of my all-time favorite films. It's the very first Kung Fu movie I ever saw, Bruce Lee's Fist of Fury. Um, I believe I was uh, three when I saw this film. Um, I, I recall being at my grandparents' house, and my dad and my uncle were there, and my dad popped in a VHS tape. And told me it was a Bruce Lee film. I didn't <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't know who Bruce Lee was, obviously, but my dad told me he um he was perhaps the greatest martial artist of all time and um and that he made some really amazing movies. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, don't feel bad because I didn't see this until Caleb showed it to me a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's true. I whenever we Whenever we got together, I, I, I made it a point to make sure she saw this movie because this movie is very special to me. So, um, yeah, I was um, I, I was instantly hooked whenever I saw this film. My eyes were glued to the screen. Watching, watching Bruce Lee beat up all the bad guys was just really, really inspiring for me. And, um, you know, obviously it's hard to keep a three-year-old's attention. <laughs> this movie definitely kept my attention. It's a really amazing film. Yeah, sure thing. Yep. So 
here we go. We're going to get into it. Um, spoiler alert. We will be talking in depth about this film. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, go check it out. Come back and we'll see if you guys loved it as much as we do. Um, so Fist of Fury was released in 1972. It was written and directed by Lo Wei. Lo Wei was a very popular filmmaker in Hong Kong back in the day. This was his second collaboration with Bruce. Their first collaboration was on a film called The Big Boss, which came out right before this one. And this was um, this was Bruce's second uh, second starring role. It's um, it's uh, it's I guess you could say it's a fictionalized telling of true events. The film is based on the death of Ho Yun Ja. Ho Yun Ja was a uh, real life kung fu teacher, without a doubt one of the most iconic kung fu teachers of all time. And um, he he passed away in 1910, and there were many theories surrounding his death. One of the most common ones being that he was poisoned by the Japanese. Wow. Yeah, and um, that's the most I guess you could say the most universally accepted theory was that he was poisoned by the Japanese. Now, when this came out in the states, it was called the Chinese Connection, right? Yes, uh, this film was released in the U.S. as the Chinese Connection. And there was actually a lot of confusion about the title of the film. It was released, um, it was meant to be released in the States as Fist of Fury, but um, there, there was some confusion over, over the titles and the, um, uh, the film The Big Boss, which is Bruce's first film, was released as Fist of Fury, while Fist of Fury, on the other hand, was released as Chinese Connection. Big Boss was meant to be called Chinese Connection because it, um, it, they were playing off of the French Connection, which is which has to do with drug drug dealing, just like the Big Boss. So, yeah, there there was a mix up. I don't know the details exactly, but that does sound confusing. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah, like I remember my brother and I had had many conversations about like what was up with the titles, <laughs> but um, but you know, but when we got older, we figured it out. But um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. So, yes, the film starts with um, uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee plays a character named Chen Jin. Chen, is, Chen Jin is a fictional character who is supposed to be Ho Yun Ja's star student at the Jing Wu Kung Fu School. So, Chen receives word that his master has passed away, and he returns to Shanghai to attend the funeral. And when he, um, when he gets there and realizes that his teacher is really dead... Um, this is where you know. It, this is where it all starts for him. Uh, Chen just has a just an emotional breakdown, and this is a this is a really um, uh, <clears throat> this is a really powerful scene. You know, he he's he's like so distraught. He actually even tries to dig his master's body back up. Yeah, it's raining. He's digging in the dirt. Yeah, he's like, teacher. Yeah, he's yelling, just teacher, teacher, and um, and then uh, while he's trying to dig the body back up. Uh, Fan, who is the uh, who is the senior student at the Jingwu School, he knocks Chen out by hitting him on hitting him on the back of his head with a shovel. Should have gave him a concussion. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't bash his head in. I don't understand that part. It's, that, that was a hard hit. Yeah, he hit him on the head with a shovel, and and Chen just kind of falls, just unconscious, <laughs> and um, and the others, some of the other students take him back to the house so that he can rest and then this is when the opening credits start the theme song in the opening credits is amazing yeah it's a hit <laughs> yeah it's 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 very catchy um um 
I I hope if if anyone hasn't seen that movie, I hope they like the theme song as much as I do because it's it's just great. <laughs> anyway, um, so after the credits roll, we see Chen sitting in the main hall of his um of his school, and he's just sitting there looking at his teacher's picture. He's depressed. He's not eating. He isn't speaking to anyone, and he is he won't even speak to his fiance, um, Yun who was played by Nora Meow. She collaborated with Bruce many times over over <clears throat> over the years and um and she plays his fiance in this. Her name is never actually um you never actually hear her name in this film, but she's credited under under the name Yuen. So she's trying to get Chen to eat, he's not eating, and um some other students come and try to speak to him and and get him to get him to open up a little bit. And right here, he finally decides to talk to them, and he asks if they know how how their teacher died. They tell him that they were told he died of pneumonia. Chen obviously does not believe that. He he thinks there's something suspicious going on. Like one of the famous lines in the film, he was well. There was nothing wrong. How could a healthy man die? So yeah, obviously Chen does not believe that his teacher died of pneumonia. Um, he is determined to find out the truth, but he has to, his, his fellow students tell him he needs to put that on hold for now because many people will be coming to the school to pay their last respects. While that is going on, this is when the big bad guys show up. The, the Japanese come in. Um, I remember when I, remember when I first saw this movie, I was, um, I, I, what really caught my eye was that the Japanese were the bad guys because I'm actually Japanese on my father's side. So when I saw that bad that the bad guys were the Japanese, I was like, "Oh, okay, this 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 is this is us. Is, is this what we are?" <laughs> but um, <laughs> so yes, the Japanese are led by a man named Wu, who is actually a Chinese guy, but he he is a translator. He's he's your he's like your typical snake character. He um he has he has betrayed his people, sided with the enemy. Because, you know, that's that's the winning side to him. He'll get to keep his head. He thinks he's better than everybody, and so on. So they come in, and they give a um, they give the Jingwu school a quote-unquote gift, which is actually a picture that says, Sick Men of Asia, on it. Um, the Japanese make it very clear that this is a threat. They don't respect the Chinese, and they're actually there to fight them. Chen wants to fight them, but his students... His students will not let him because they 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 feel that they should be tolerant of it and and that they don't need to be fighting like this, especially at their teacher's funeral. Right. So after um <clears throat> after after they uh, decline the Japanese offer to fight them, um, Wu actually starts to taunt Chen and antagonize him, slapping him on the face and just saying just saying ugly things to him. And um, one of the uh, one of the Japanese um, men with him actually says, if um, if if one of the Jingu students can defeat him, then he'll eat those words. That being the sick man of Asia words. That's some foreshadowing for what's about to come. Yeah. <laughs> so after the Japanese leave, um, the next day Chen shows up at their school, which is called the Honku Dojo. Um, I don't actually know if this happens the day after this, the, this funeral because we'll say the day after, the, a few yeah, hours later. Yeah, it's it's sometime after. I, it's I, not that long after. Yeah, it's not made very clear. It just happens. But um, but Chen shows up and um, 
intels. Yeah. And there's actually there's actually a pretty funny moment here where if you watch the Mandarin dub of the film, that's the original film. It was originally done in Mandarin. Um, Chen like misleads the Japanese there into believing that he is actually not a very good fighter. He tells them he is the worst uh, student at the Jingwu school. Kind of taunting them on his own. Yeah. Well, he's luring them. He's trying to he's trying to bait them into it. So um. So one of the students tries to attack Chen. He fights back, and then. The entire dojo surrounds him, and this is the iconic moment where where Chen just has to take his shirt off and <laughs> break it off. Yeah, you ever you ever notice that in like some in like some of those old um, kung fu movies, if the if the bad guy's getting beat up, he takes his shirt off and he's automatically stronger. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so. So um yeah this and and this is what starts an amazing fight scene. I actually really like this fight scene. Um, Chen beats up the whole school by himself, including the sensei. <laughs> yeah, um, and he actually he even breaks out a pair of nunchucks right, right in the middle of it. And when I first saw the nunchucks, I was like, whoa, what are those? Um, because like um I had never seen those before, so this so this is a little overwhelming for me seeing a badass like Bruce Lee and then seeing this really cool looking weapon called nunchucks. I like his whole woo. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. <laughs> but um so after after Bruce um takes out all the students, the head instructor, Yoshida, challenges Chen himself. And um and there's actually a shot in, in this moment right before right before they fight, you get there's a there's a shot of you see Chen's face and they're like right behind him on the wall. There's a picture of um, Kano Jigoro, who is actually the founder of judo. Okay. And that's how you know that this is a judo school. Nice. Yeah. And so uh, Chen obviously beats Yoshida, and then he warns the Japanese to not mess with them and that the Chinese are not segment of Asia. And then as he's leaving, he picks up the segment of Asia picture, and he breaks the glass and tears the paper, and he makes the two students from before literally eat their words. He literally points at them. He doesn't say anything. He literally points at them and motions for them to come here. He doesn't even say <laughs> a just, word. They just get up and walk towards <laughs> him. He just beat the shit out of them, so, you know, they're going to do what he says. I guess not talk. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then the, the, there's this really funny line where Chen says, this time you're eating paper, and the next time it's going to be glass. <laughs> yeah, he literally makes them chew the paper that's going to eat their words, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I remember, I remember talking to, um, like, my, I remember talk, talking to my dad and my brother, I was saying, like, um, imagine if he actually did come back and make them eat the glass. Be very bloody. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> ugly. Um, so anyway. Um, the, Later, he goes to the park. Yes, he, then he goes to, um, he goes to a park and tries to get in, but the, the park, the gate is being guarded by a, by a sheik, and the sheik won't let him in. Because apparently Chinese are not allowed in there. There's even a sign on the gate that says no dogs or Chinese allowed. But he lets a woman in. Yeah, with a in, dog. In, in, in the ultimate dick move, the sheik lets a woman in, and she has a dog with her. Rude. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, and then some Japanese guys show up, and they start to taunt Chen and tell him that if he pretends to be a dog, they'll take him in. And obviously, he beats the shit out of him for that. <laughs> so, and uh, then he runs away. And then, and then we see um, Suzuki, who is the leader of the Japanese um, Honku Dojo. He's obviously very upset that um, that Chen has beat up all of his students, 
and they decide that in retaliation they're going to send their students to the Jingwu school to beat all of them up. Of course. You beat up ours, we beat up yours. Yeah, exactly. So while the Jingwu students are practicing in the, I guess you could say, in the courtyard of their school, that's when the Japanese show up and um, beat them all up. And then, and then when it's over, they tell the Jingwu students that they have three days to hand Shen over or they're going to have them all arrested and close the school down. You hear that threat a lot in this film. It's like, yeah. like we're going to have the school closed and have you arrested, <laughs> all, yeah. all of you. And then Chen gets there and realizes he's caused a yeah, Chen, big mess. Yes, Chen shows up right as they're leaving, and the um, his fellow students tell him, you know, you've gotten us in trouble, and we need we need to get you out of Shanghai, because they realize that if Chen runs away, then the Japanese can't do anything, because they, then they have no proof, so they wouldn't risk it. So, um, so the night before Chen is leaving, he overhears a conversation from these two men who work at the school, and he realizes that these two men um, have act, are actually the ones who killed his teacher. They poisoned him. Yes. And, um, and although Chen tries to get answers out of them for why they killed his teacher, it doesn't work out because, let's be honest, he didn't really give them a chance. Who would, though? I no, mean, <laughs> nobody. Yep, yeah, so... Good. And and there's a and there's a funny scene. It's not supposed to be funny, but it is. There's a scene where um Chen is trying to get answers out of one of the men whose name is Fung. Um, he tries he tries to get him to tell him why he killed his teacher, and and there it's the the amazing moment where he just punches Fung in the stomach like like nine times, and he's just, <laughs> and he's just saying why 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 why. He's just like why did you kill my teacher? Yes, and then. <laughs> And then Fung obviously dies from that. Five punches, nine punches. No, he punched him, him like nine times. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, so Chen hangs both their bodies from a lamppost in the street for everyone to see, and then he leaves Fan, who is the who, who is again the senior student of the Jingwu School. He leaves Fan a note saying that he found out their teacher was poisoned, and that he is going to find the real the the real murderer and avenge his death. And, um, and whenever the students see that the two men have been hung in the street, Fawn obviously instant, he instantly knows that Chen is the one to kill them. And so they decide that they need to find him and get him out of Shanghai before the Japanese find him. And then later we find his fiance. Yes, his fiance, um, Yun, she finds Chen in a cemetery where his teacher was buried. And, um, and this is a really nice scene. They sit down and they have like a a heart-to-heart talk about, you know, all the plans they had for the future. Because he was going to come back and make yeah. her his wife, and he never got to do that because of everything. Yeah, they they were going to get married, have kids. Chen was going to open his own school. And now there's a lot of uncertainty um, about whether or not this can happen because of what Chen has done. And then um, Chen realizes that... Um, that uh, that the two men who killed his teacher, he remembers that they that they had mentioned the name Wu, which Wu, if you remember, is the translator from for the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then Chen puts the pieces together and realizes that the Japanese may be behind his teacher's death. Right. And then after after that, the Japanese decide that they're going to use the police to strong arm 
the Gene Wu suit and saying to handing Chen over because it actually it actually turned out that that um that one of the men that Chen killed was actually Yoshida's brother, who was a spy and he was and he and he had gotten a job as a cook at the Jing Wu school. Plot twist. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, plot twist. So yes, uh, Yoshida's brother was the, was a spy, and so they decide they're going to get the police to strong arm the Jing Wu students into handing Chen over. Um, of course, the, the the students tell the police that they do not know where Chen is because they don't. They haven't found him yet. And um, the police tell them that they'll give them another three days to hand Chen over. And after that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If and if uh, if they don't, then again they'll close the school, have him arrested. And then, and then we see, um, and then we meet another one of our villains, uh, Petrov, who is a Russian karate expert. We meet him. We see him in a scene where the Japanese are doing uh, having like I guess a dinner party. And there's a stripper. This is a really awkward scene. I'll be honest. I it's, cringe at that scene. It, it's kind of. It's just kind of weird. It feels like really unnecessary. Like this. It is. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the the whole the whole the the stripper does like a dance and and you know and that's that is it's a Japanese thing and I you know and I understand that but I, I feel like this I feel like the they music, just the music is slow. It's not the music for me. It's the Japanese music. It's too slow for a stripper to strip to. Yeah, I just for me, if it drags, like the the stripper, like it's just it's just it's just kind of out of nowhere, and it just drags because she dances for like several minutes, and then when she's finally done, then we kind of get back to what's going to what's really <laughs> happening here. Um, it's like they needed a break, so they were like, "Okay, we're gonna throw the Japanese stripper in, and to be our break." Yeah. So. Um, so yes, um, Wu is there with them, and he gets drunk and leaves, and he tries. Um, he goes to get. Um, I don't want to say a taxi because this is back, you know, when they had people pulling carts like, like they, a they yeah they like run and hold the carts with their hands and just pull them. Um, so he goes to get this quote unquote taxi, and um, and the person pulling the cart is actually Chen. Undercover. Yes, he's but he's he's wearing a hat. And Wu is too drunk to realize it's him, and um, and so Chen takes him to an alley, and uh, there's is actually a pretty funny line when Wu realizes that they're going in an alley and there's nothing there. It's a dead end. He's like, "Hey, hold on, this is a dead end." <laughs> and um, but ultimately he yeah. kills him and hangs him yeah. from a light Wu, post. Yes, Wu Wu realizes that 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 it's Chen, and Chen questions him about his teacher's death and Wu reveals to him that Suzuki was behind the whole thing and that Suzuki gave um gave the poison to um to Fung and he gave it to uh, he he gave it to the cook and the cook used it to poison Ho Yun Ja and um and initially he begs Chen for mercy. He says, "Have pity on me." They no, were, you don't even get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he just says he was being used and he was just following orders. And it looks like Chen's gonna do it. I mean, he's, he walks away at first, like he he leaves, but then because Wu was a dumbass, he tries <laughs> to attack Chen with a rock. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and and Chen kills him, and then hangs his body from the same lamppost as the other two from before. And so at this point, the Japanese are pissed. Angry. Because their translator is now dead, and so they're putting even more pressure on the police to find Shen and arrest him. And so and so the uh, the police leave to go back to the Jing Wu school, and 
and there's actually a scene here when they leave the Honku Dojo. Chen is standing right outside the door, or the gate, but he's disguised as an old man, and he's selling newspapers. Of course. Because, <laughs> you know, he's, he's listening, and this is where he, like, starts spying on people. The ultimate disguise. <laughs> yes. And honestly, I mean, I remember when I first saw this movie, and even, and, um, even then... I knew that was Bruce Lee. It's so obvious. Well, like, yeah. Like, well, you I mean, know, I mean, well, I mean, usually when a person tries to disguise himself, you know, they they, they, they try to make it not obvious. But I guess that, I guess that just goes to show, um, you know, sometimes people don't truly look at you. You know, it just depends. And then again, the cops didn't know what Chen looked like, as far as I knew. But then, depending on like how well everybody knows you, yeah, you can either but... dress casually or like really. Yeah, he, had, he had like a gray hair wig and yeah. little, like a little beard, but it, I, I could tell it was him. It was obvious. So, um, so yes, the police go back to the Jing Wu school, and the students there tell him they still don't know where Chen is and that they're trying to find him. And the police tell tell tells the students that he'll give them one more day to hand Chen over, or they're all going to jail again because this is like the fifth time that they've they've given that same threat. But, um, like, why do they give, like, how do they do that? Why do they give people, like, you have three chances, okay? But when you fail those three chances, well, you have three more chances to... I think, I think the, I think the police was being, was trying to be lenient with them because he's actually Chinese too. Mm-hmm. So, I guess he was just trying to, trying not to, you know... Give them more time. Yeah, I mean, he's tr- he's trying to help them out because, you know, he's Chinese, he's like them. So, and fun fact, the, the, uh, the police... Captain is played by Lo Wei. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, yep, the director of the film also plays the police captain. What? I should have put that together. Lo and Lo. That's so yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's even credited as Inspector Lo or something wow. like that. So, um, so after the police leave the Jingwu school, Yun tells Fan that she knows where Chen where Chen is hiding. She says that she she knows he hides in the cemetery at night, mm-hmm. and so. And so Fawn and Yoon and a couple other students decide to go to the cemetery to find him, but Chen is not there. Of course. And so they decide they'll wait around and see if, and see if he turns up. And then we get to a pretty funny scene where Chen disguises himself as a telephone repairman. And this is a funny scene. And Chen, uh, Bruce was actually doing kind of like a Jerry Lewis impression in this scene because he had, he had some glasses on. They're like really round. Mm-hmm. And he's got this big smile, this big cheesy smile. I honestly thought he was the director of something else. Cause he, he does kind of look like it. Because you were watching it the other day. And I walked in and I was like, why is Bruce a director? Like, what is going on? But I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's the disguise yeah. that he has on. And, yeah, and what's... And what's interesting about that about that scene is that like that in that in that moment I, I could definitely see why you wouldn't suspect that's mm-hmm. that's Chen because you know he's he's got a hat on big smile goofy. his glasses you know like <laughs> like a like that can't be Chen yeah but um but this is Chen's way of scouting ahead he he gets inside the dojo because he's only he only knows that one room from when he came in before and right. fought all the students he only knows that one room so he needs to get inside and find out the rest find out what the rest of the area looks like and then right here is where he sees Petrov the Russian karate man from before he's he's showing all the students like his his special special abilities he's showing how strong he is by throwing students around and punching nails through wood and bending Breaking pipes pipe. <laughs> yeah bending pipes 
yeah, the, uh, the 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 part where he bends this this really big pipe, it's kind of funny because you can hear him like straining. Mm-hmm. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> I always laugh right there because he just sounds like he's trying so hard. And <laughs> doesn't the pipe look like it's made of rubber? It was, I think. Okay, that's why I think I... it was sort of like it was some type of like like foam rubber like, or something. That's not yeah. real. That's rubber. <laughs> yeah, but um. But then Chen finds his way into Suzuki's office, and um, while he's pretending to fix their phone, he overhears a conversation between Suzuki and Yoshida that they'd really like to find Chen and kill him Mm -hmm. for all the trouble he's caused. And then Chen leaves, and Yoshida tells Suzuki that he says, I got a great idea. Let's go to the Jingwu school and kill all of them. Let's just go kill them all. And um, Swell idea. Yeah, and that way... (laughs) You know, that way, like, they'll be rid of them forever. Of course. Yes. Because why like, not? <laughs> and plus, I think I think this is this is maybe... Maybe they figured this is, like, the ultimate way to draw Chen out or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. So, um... Because that's been the ultimate goal here. Yeah. So, so um, Yoshida gathers a large group of Honku students, and they go to the Jingwu school. And right as they leave, this is when Chen turns up again. This time, he's not in disguise. He's by himself. He's just... He's just ready. He's ready to go in and just kick some ass. So he goes in. He goes into the school, and there's a there's a few students in there just cleaning up. I think there was like like six or seven of them, and um and uh, Chen. Yeah, seven. Yeah, and then Chen. Um, at first he he tells them that he'll let that he'll let them leave. He's 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 like I'm here to avenge my teacher. Uh, this doesn't concern you, so I'll let you leave. But they're stupid, and they're they're like, no, we're not going anywhere. And Chen is <laughs> again another scene that's meant to be funny, but it's that's meant to be serious, but it's funny. It's he's he's like scram, <laughs> and he's just like yelling. And <laughs> there's another part where he he's punching the hell out of this dude, just like he did to Fung, and he's screaming, and he's <laughs> and. Over the top, <laughs> but but I think in this instance they had it coming because he told them to leave and they didn't. Right. So so he's beating all of them up and then Yoshida shows up and tries to attack Shin with a sword, a katana, and um and uh, there's a there, there's there's this um really epic moment where okay, it's ridiculous but it's still really cool where Chen kicks the sword out of his hand. And then he, he, he like grabs Yoshida and bends him forward and then the sword comes straight down and stabs Yoshida like through the back and comes out through his stomach. And it's weird. That's that moment completely defies everything because <laughs> like how 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 does he kick the sword straight up and then it comes straight back down and goes right through you? Like it that doesn't work. I feel like in in, re, in reality, if he had kicked it, you know, it would have just flew off to the side or something like that. But you know, suspension of disbelief—it's a movie. So, so um, after after he takes out Yoshida, he finds his way to the um, this this garden area right outside of Suzuki's main office, and he um, he fights a couple of more students. He fights and and then he fights um, Suzuki's bodyguard. He's credited as the bodyguard. We actually don't do not know this character's name, but um, he actually kills this bodyguard punching him twice in the balls. You said Suzuki's bodyguard? Yes. Her, they have it as June Katsumura. Well, that's the actor. But um, we don't know 
don't know the character's name. Oh, well, yeah, that's just the bodyguard. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, he kills the bodyguard by punching him twice in the balls. Like, he punches him twice, and then he just falls over and dies. That's quite a way to die. Yeah, I've never, like, that's never happened in real life as far as I know. But that was actually very common in, in, you know, in kung fu movies. I, I I can name several of them where well, of course it's over the top I can name several of them where a guy died from getting hit in the balls it's over the top and it's funny it is and... very funny um, <laughs> of course so yes yeah, so after dispatching the bodyguard um, Petrov the Russian decides he's gonna fight uh, Chen first and this is def- this is this is my favorite fight scene in the movie when Chen fights the Russian um um cause because um they're both their striking is like on pretty much an even level with each other. Chen is just faster, right? But um, but um, this is where he shows him his arm bars and stuff. Yes, yes. There's a scene where um, where Petrov gets Chen in an arm bar, and that is um, and that that was something you didn't see back then because this was this was the seventies, so most people didn't really know anything about about grappling. Yeah. Yeah. So um. And then, so he gets Chen in an arm bar during the fight, and Chen bites him on the leg. Of course, there's yeah. no rules. Why not? Yeah, and that's that's actually a reference to Bruce's style of Jeet Kune Do. You know, use use any tool you have. Use you know, do whatever you got to do to win. So if a dude's got you in an arm bar, just bite his leg. Yeah, it's, why not? His leg's right there, so just bite it. I mean, he'll let go because it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, uh, Chen then kills Petrov. Which, which, this is actually a pretty cool death scene. It's not, like, it's not as, like, ridiculous as, as some of the other ones were. But, um, so he kills him by, like, he just kicks him right in the side of the head and chops his throat. Of course. <laughs> that, and, and that is just so cool. Like, and then, and then, you know, and Chen has this look on his face. Like, whenever he does it, like, he's fixing to start crying. Bruce did that a lot, like, in some of those yeah. movies. He killed a dude and he had, like, this look on his face that he was going to start crying. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I guess because he didn't want to kill him. He's just angry. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. He did that, he did that a lot. And and I remember, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people, like, kind of, like, laugh at that, at that, like, whenever he made that face. And, and, and... That's just the way he was. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see why, but it just... Like, I, it's, it's not supposed to be funny. That's, like, one of those things where it's really not supposed to be funny. But, but you can't help but, but laugh. Everybody finds something to laugh about with that one. But anyway, so after taking out Petrov, he, um, he is then attacked um, by uh, Suzuki. Suzuki is hiding in his office, and when Chen gets, in, gets there, um, Suzuki starts, um, starts just swinging his, uh, his, his sword at him, and then... Uh, Chen breaks out his nunchucks, and this is a really cool fight scene as well. We got got nunchucks versus a sword, which I always loved. That I thought that was really cool to see, to see like these two weapons colliding and how and how it kind of work, how they work off of each other. And um, but eventually we get back to the hand to hand part of the fight, and um, and and then this is the big kill. Um, Chen kills Suzuki by by a flying side kick to the throat. And 
I have no doubt that, that Bruce was actually able to jump up and do that sidekick because it was Bruce Lee. He was insanely athletic. Oh, yeah. But um, there was definitely some, there's obviously some wire work in this scene, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. This, no, not on Bruce's part, but I think more on Suzuki's part. Yeah. Because the way, you see the way he's in the air whenever he gets kicked and the way he flies out through the door, it's he's got to be on some sort of wire. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny, and, and it happens so slowly. They, they, like it's like the way he's like falling through the window and onto the ground. It's like so slow, but um, but yes. So Chen has avenged his master. Suzuki is dead, and then we cut back to the Jing Wu students who have returned to their school. The ones who were out looking for Chen, they return to the school to find that all the other students are dead, with the exception of I think two of them. Two yeah. of them had survived. And uh, they tell they tell they tell them that Suzuki's boys had came and killed all of them, and this is um this is a this is a really great moment from uh from the actor who plays Spawn. Um, he realizes that um that Chen was right and that they shouldn't have let the Japanese walk all over them. They shouldn't have been tolerant. They should have fought back, stood up for themselves. And he feels bad because now it's too late. Yeah, you know, but um. And then we, um, and then right outside of the school, the police are there and they're fixing to come in to arrest them. And they have the Japanese representative with them. And this guy is the Japanese representative is like the king of dickheads in this scene because he is he's just ordering everybody around. And Naturally, he's, he he looks he looks so snarky. He's got this hair and his like hair's all slicked and he's got the glasses. And I really hated this guy. I remember. I still don't like him. Whenever, whenever I watch the movie, even now, he's like I, I see this guy. And I'm like, oh, oh, I do not like this guy. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good thing, you know. If if the if you really hate the character, that means the actor is doing a good job. Yeah, you right. Know? So, so they so they go in to arrest them, but they see all these dead bodies, and the Jing Wu students who were still alive tell the police that it was Suzuki, and then we see Chen finally returns to the school. He sneaks in through a window, and um. He overhears them talking downstairs, and the Japanese representative is saying all these all these ugly things about Chen, saying he's a coward, you know, and you know this is all his fault, you know, if you know, you know he he should he should give himself up for for his friend's sake and stuff like that, and then he and then Chen decides that he's gonna go ahead and give himself up, so he comes down there and he's like, hey, Chen's here now. <laughs> That's a really that uh, very I'm, corny. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a corny line. It's just the delivery, like the, the the English dub of it. And I actually really like the English dub in this. It's not as bad as some of the modern day ones. It's actually much better compared to the rest that you see today. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just it's just hey, Chen's here now, and um, and uh, so Chen decides he's gonna give himself up. And there's this is probably the saddest part of the film, where um. As he's fixing to leave, him and you know, and his fiance, they they look at each other and they don't say a word, but Yun just starts crying. Like because they have that, they yeah, can just she, look at each other and tell that they yeah, don't even have to say. She anything. knows. She knows this is it. You know, it's it's the end. It's it's never going to be the way they wanted it to be. This is it. It's over. Yeah. And Chen doesn't even say anything back to her when she's crying. He just shakes his head no. You know, I guess saying like, you know, don't cry for me, that that type of thing, and um, and so he tells the police that if he gives himself up, will they leave the Jingu school alone? 
and um, and the police gives him his word. He he says, "You have my word. I'll leave him alone." And then Chen tells the he tells the the Japanese representative, and this is a pretty funny part where he's like. He's like, now hear this, and, and the Japanese representative's like, oh god, what? <laughs> and um, and Chen tells him, you know, he'll answer for his crimes, but you know, you better leave my school and my friends alone. And the Japanese representative's like, yeah, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> and then um, Chen uh, Chen walks out of the school along with the cops and the Japanese representative, and. Right outside the gate, you see this big firing squad. There's spectators behind them, like Japanese soldiers are. Yeah, like they're up. like shaking their fists and you know, and just clamoring for Chen's arrest. And Chen sees this and gets pissed. Of course. Yes, he 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 just screams and runs and jumps up to do a flying sidekick, and then we freeze frame right on Chen and. You just hear gunshots going off, and then that's it. Implying that he died and made the final sacrifice. Yes, um, I remember. I remember when I first saw that movie, and I remember seeing that moment, seeing that moment, seeing the freeze frame, and you know the gunshots go off, of course, and you know, and I, of course, I heard that, but it just didn't dawn on me that those were gunshots for some reason. I was a kid, I was three, so, so um, I remember like seeing this freeze frame. I remember asking my dad, like, like what happened? Because <laughs> I. Cause I, I just, it was, it was so weird to me. I was like, what happened? You know, cause, and a lot of, a lot of Kung Fu movies ended that same way. They, they just kind of end like on a freeze frame or something like that. It's pretty common. Knowing your dad, he's probably like, oh, he died. Yeah. I don't really remember <laughs> what my dad said. I just remember asking him what happened, but my dad's very nonchalant. He'd just be like, oh, he died. You know, he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yes, that, that is, that is how it ended. And that's actually a pretty that's a pretty powerful ending, if you ask me. I think he, I think, I think that's kind of like, um, I think it kind of harkens to the Dark Knight. That's a weird comparison, but you know, like in the Dark Knight, when Harvey Dent says, "You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain," I think that's kind of what this is. You know, Chen Chen realizes, you know, he he did the right thing. He got revenge, you know, and his his friends are going to see him as a hero, you know, and that type of thing. But a lot of people died. In the yes, at the same time, he is—he is, he is not—he's not exactly a good person because of what he's done. So, so he'd rather die—he'd rather die than just be remembered as 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 a murderer or a horrible person, you know, that kind of thing. But yes, it's a it's a it's a pretty powerful ending, in my opinion. You know, when you when you really when you really dissect it, it's there. There's a lot to it. But overall, the movie's fantastic. It's a classic, definitely. Yes, I absolutely love this film. It's it's without a doubt my favorite kung fu movie. So if you haven't seen it, you need to see it ASAP. Yeah. Yes, definitely <laughs> check it out. Um, I can only hope that you guys like it as much as we do. And um, that's pretty much it yep. for uh, for this episode of the Kung Fu Cinema. Uh, uh, this this was a lot of fun. I mean, we had we had meant to do this kind of earlier in the day. It's kind of late right now, so yeah. <laughs> but there, we were having a lot of technical issues, but. We're glad we finally reached this point, and um, it's going to be a great journey. Um, don't forget, episode two of the cinema is going to be on the thirty-first on Halloween, and I, we, I will, I'm hoping that I can do a mailbag segment. Hopefully, you guys are going to be able to send me some questions. Don't forget, my email is calebryant eighty-four at gmail dot com, and um, yep, send me any kind of question you want, and I'll answer it on the air. Uh, 
just a just a reminder though I may not be able to answer all questions it depends on how much time I have during the episode but I will definitely answer as many as I can um, and I think that's it is that yep, it that's it that's pretty much it all right so um, thanks guys we um, we definitely appreciate um, everyone who's listening and supporting us and um, we will see you guys on Halloween thank you